Happy day after Labor Day, Brian. Yes. Hello, Mickey and dear listeners. How are you doing, buddy? I am pretty good. I feel, though, that I need to, to, to know if you cooked anything good for Labor Day. So, no, in that I did not cook anything. However, my lovely wife did barbecued pork ribs. Yum. Yep. And in fact, we actually started early because Thursday she made ribeye steaks on the barbecue. Your lovely wife is a very good cook. I speak from experience. Yeah, she's 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 a good she's a she's a keeper. And uh, as we come up on over almost twenty five years, yep, she's 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 good. Well, I made wings, and unfortunately, they were frozen wings because they weren't fresh wings. So they were frozen wings that then I, obviously I unfroze and then cooked. You didn't kill your own chickens. Well, you know, I am from Mississippi, but no, I did not kill my own chickens. And they, they turned out okay. I, I, I didn't get them quite as crispy as I wanted to, so then I put them back in the oven and I turned the broiler on and then I forgot. So then I got them super crispy <laughs> because I'm baking them, I'm not frying them. And Now, wait a minute. Again, you being a good southern boy, you have a fryer. I know this because you deep fry turkeys at a certain time of year. Yes, but that would mean I'd need to, like, leave my house and go get oil and set up the turkey pot and clean the turkey pot and then pour the oil in it and do all that and then clean up the oil afterwards. And it's it's not, it's worth it if you're going to do four turkeys at Thanksgiving. It's not worth it just for a load of chicken wings. Got it. And I was going to say, of all the things that you had to worry about there, getting the oil isn't a problem. You could have done that. It was all the other stuff that really was what was keeping you from it. Actually, getting the oil is the biggest one because that means I got to leave the house. Remember, I don't leave my house. Uh, Amazon, Walmart. I mean, there's well, so many deliveries. Instant gratification on the oil would have been a plus, you know, with the markup. It's all. Now, I do have a Fry Daddy. Did you ever have a Fry Daddy growing up? Nope. Do you know what a Fry Daddy is? No, I don't. Please tell us. Enlighten our listeners and a me. Fry Daddy is an appliance for your kitchen, an electrical appliance for your kitchen, probably about the size of your coffee pot, and you plug it in, and then you pour oil in it, and it heats the oil up to bubbling, and then you put stuff in it and fry it. So you could make, like, a serving of French fries or a serving of chicken wings, and you could do it just on on your counter. And it was a big thing in the 80s, and they still make them, and I do have one. I used to use it when Emma and Meg were little to make... Homemade donuts. You ever made homemade donuts out of biscuit dough? Can't say that I have. Okay. Those are what we call Boy Scout donuts because what you do is you take, you know, you know, cans of biscuits, right? You know, eight, four, eight cans of, you know, little small biscuits. What you do is you take one of those, take a, a, a biscuit, a raw biscuit, spread it out a little bit and then punch a hole in the center of it for it so, so it's round. So then it looks like a donut. Then you drop it in the oil, flip it over. It'll puff out like a donut does. And then you drop it in some powdered sugar or drop it in some cinnamon sugar and you have a homemade donut. That sounds so yummy right now. Yes, it You're does. you me hungry. Especially on my keto diet. So How is that going? It's, I am down about three pounds since we recorded last week. I am in ketosis now. I think I've passed most of the keto flu. 
And interestingly enough, it seems as if my energy level is more stable. I'm not doing up and I'm, I'm just kind of stable. I'm not like super energetic, but I'm also not just super tired all the time. So my energy level seems to be a bit stable and my mood in general seems to be a bit more stable. Like if the dog does something, I don't just immediately cuss out the dog. I'm like, okay, well, you know, hate that, but I'll clean it up. Do you curse at your poor little cute puppy? I have been known to expound my displeasure to the dog in various forms of language, yes. (laughs) But overall, so... I haven't really been doing any exercising. I've just been doing diet. Starting probably next week, I'm going to start trying to get back to doing, you know, 30 minutes a day of something. Because, you know, I had a gym membership before COVID did its thing, and I was going to the gym about five times a week. So I've got to come up with something else to do. Speaking of gyms, how's the Peloton? It hurts. Brian. The man of many words. The issue is the saddle is very firm. But you ordered something, right? You ordered a new seat or something like that. uh, We got shorts that have padding in them for cycling. And I'm not sure how much that really does, uh, but it, it eliminated the excuse of, get on the bike. So I've done a few of the rides and let's just say that some of their beginner rides are for people that are much more than beginners. So luckily they do have what are called low impact. So I've been moving to some of those. Nicole, in fact, just did her first one. And uh, so the missus, the daughter, we've done it. We just now get to get the boy on it. And then part of it is definitely getting it going, doing it. I have to say, I do enjoy the way they do it. I've enjoyed my instructor so far. Um, I like the bike overall, other than, you know, the saddle. But like anything, you can't use that as an excuse because, well, we spent a lot of money on it for one thing. And separately, just the idea that you're doing something cardio, and especially with all the fires going on, Um, It's nice to be able to do that inside and be able to breathe. And I have been seeing pictures of the fires and it just looks, I can't tell if the pictures are doctored or if it's, they just, that's just how it looks. But I'm California looks some places in California look a little scary right now. Yeah, we're not doing so good. We're lucky exactly where I live. Unfortunately, over the weekend, we had two fires sprout up one to the east of us uh it's the el dorado fire and one to the west of us the bobcat fire the bobcat one is the closest it's roughly 15 20 miles away but where it's at is not an issue for us so we're we're not in any danger what we are is dealing with is poor air quality and of course there are people that could be in danger depending upon how it turns and the big thing, of course, is there's all these brave men and women fighting these fires. And I just, you know, hat tip to them. My heart goes out to them because we had enormous heat wave this weekend. 
Um, on Saturday, it got to, I think it was about 112 degrees Fahrenheit here. Um, and well, sometimes we like to joke it's a dry heat, but uh, it was it was hot. <laughs> dry heat. And then uh, uh, the only good news about the fires is that it's increased the cloud cover. So today it only got up to, I don't know, 84 Fahrenheit. Which is, uh, what is the magic Celsius conversion there? That's about, oh, I don't know, 24? Um, it's 20 right now outside, or 70 outside. Well, I'm so hoping um, the audio is continuing to work the on The weather's been weird. Hey, Brian's back. I think. Did I disappear? You were, you said it got up to 84 degrees Fahrenheit. And then we had about third up until you just came back right now. You were frozen on my screen. So hopefully, okay. your, hopefully your audio recorded. Yeah, my audio should be good. And uh, you can always just edit around it or it'll be Brian, interesting. Brian. Uh, I know. Mickey don't do no editing. You know, you know better than that, Brian. Anyway, so uh, the good news is we're not on fire. The rest of the state's on fire. And yeah, it's it's pretty horrible. As someone who's grown up and lived here all my life and experienced some major blazes, including some that have been very close to my house, uh, 2003, got within two miles. Um, yeah, it's real. So it's like the people that go through hurricanes and tornadoes. We have our wildfires and earthquakes. So, wow. And for those of you that are listening to this podcast for the first time and have stuck with us for the for the entire 10 minutes of this little intro, welcome to DevOps FM, episode number 27. In this particular episode, I'm just going to go ahead and lay out lay it out up front. And if you want to keep listening, that's great. If you don't, I completely understand. We're not we're going to talk about Nothing in particular. We have some DevOps stuff coming, but if you've picked up on anything in the past 27 episodes, it's or 26 episodes, it's that Brian and I also just kind of like to talk. So, hope you enjoy. Yeah, so speaking of just random talking, so today is Victory Day in Valletta. Now, Valletta is the capital city of the island nation of Malta. Why is Brian bringing that up? Well, it's directly related to DevOps and this fact that COVID has just totally changed what I do day to day. So as a consultant and trainer, one of the things I've done is lots of travel. And a couple of years ago, I got to go to the island of, of Malta and I got to teach a Azure DevOps class uh, to a team over there. And it was absolutely fantastic. So, by the way, highly recommend it if you're in the European neighborhood. A couple days in Valletta. It's a small island, but it's a really nice place. Some great history, beautiful architecture, really nice people. Check it out. Really neat. We'll include a link to uh, the, the show notes. Because on today's Bing image, which, by the way, today is Tuesday, September 8th, 2020, it had a lovely picture of Valletta. So, you'll... You'll see that. On the other hand, if you live in Europe and you've been there, you know, tell me what you think. Now, did you eat anything good in Malta? Malted milk balls? 
Uh, no, no malted milk balls. I had an amazing meal. Um, and you're catching me off guard here. I would have to dig up the information. A really small restaurant in the old town had the most amazing food. It was just fantastic. Had some lovely, had this amazing Japanese whiskey of all things. Um, Ooh, that it was good. I'll have good. to, di- yeah, I'll have to dig out the you notes. Know, maybe for next week's show, I'll, I'll, I'll post some links, but it was, it was a wonderful trip. Excellent. Well, just to also go random, if we go back to Brian's comment on the fi- on the firefighter and the firefighters in California, um, one of the people that I follow on YouTube is called the homeless firefighter, and this is an actual firefighter in I think he's I can't remember if he's in San Francisco or L.A., but he decided to save money so he could put down payment on a house to live out of his truck for the past two and a half years. And it's just a very funny, he's very deadpan. So when I originally started watching this, I thought he's serious in everything he's saying and it's kind of goofy. And then I realized, no, he's intentionally trying to be goofy, but he's got a lot of followers and he's got some pretty, pretty funny and interesting content. Plus, he talks about, you know, his layout of, of the, the truck that he's li- been living in. And so that's I, I fa- it's one of the ones that my guilty pleasures, I guess, that I that I watch on YouTube from time to time. You have a lot of guilty pleasures I've learned with you over the years. Brian, if you're talking, I can't hear you because you look like your mouth was moving, but I was not hearing anything. My mouth is moving now. If you're talking, I still can't hear you. Oh, this is. How about now? Can now you hear I can me now? hear you, Brian. So, dear listeners, as Mickey mentioned, it looked like I froze, so I had an internet issue, which is really frustrating considering when I pay for my internet. But anyway, so somehow when it came back, it muted me. Well, that's annoying. It was weird. It was muted in Skype, not on my recording. I'm watching the meter. And audition, just go to town. But we are technical professionals, and Brian is a consummate technical professional. You saw how he was able to troubleshoot that while I constantly went, no, I still can't hear you, Brian. <laughs> oh, this is something of a show, that's for sure. Um, I miss traveling. I do too. And I was just thinking, you know, this year was going to be potentially even semi-fun traveling even for work because I had hit, you know, platinum status on Delta, which isn't like top-level diamond, but it still could have potentially gotten me some upgrades. It's better than being cattle class. Exactly. I mean, they are going to um, extend it through all of 2021, which was nice of them, but I don't know when I'm going to start traveling again. Um, Me neither. And I miss getting to eat out. <laughs> I have to admit, even 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 not just like fancy restaurants, but just, you know, regular, like even hotel restaurants when you get in late at night and have to get something to eat or order that pizza at 11 o'clock at night because that's when you finally got to the hotel. Yeah, just eating in a restaurant and even a busy restaurant while, while everybody's just having a good time and not feeling like, 
oh my god, these people are going to get me sick or something. Yeah, it's just, the world's changed, and I'm not sure if it'll ever be back the way it was. So speaking of, of what's been going on, are you going to get your flu shot? Yes, because I always get a flu shot, and I, I will I will get my flu shot. I will mask up and bundle up and go get it. What about you? Yeah, I've been lucky. My my mother is a nurse, and so I've been getting them since I was little. She'd always just bring them home and stick us. But uh, right now, they've got them up the street at the local Albertsons, which is a grocery store chain. And my wife said, you want to just go up and get it? And I go, yeah, we probably should. Um, they're recommending it that you, you do it. So I will most definitely be getting it. And then I have some crazy news. Emma and her best friend drove to this place in Alabama to go hiking. It's a place where you can hike up this trail for about a mile and a half. And there's a, a great little waterfall. And so, you know, it's great little, nice little hike. Great, great, whatever. It's out in the middle of nowhere. They came back to their friend's car to find the back window busted out and Emma's keys and wallet stolen. Now, luckily, it wasn't Emma's car, so they it couldn't take the car. Um, but she has never, she's 21, she's never dealt with, what do you do when you lose your wallet? So I had to walk her through, you know, you've got to call the credit card agencies and cancel. Um, you had to, her, we think her social security card might have been in her wallet, so we had to call the... Um, credit bureaus and set up fraud fraud alerts she's got to go get a new license you know froze her bank they had we got them to freeze the bank account so that and then she's got to go get all that and she's realized a how much you know how interconnected things are and how much of a hassle it is when something gets compromised and I'm going to take this as a learning experience to also explain to her why she needs to be using a password manager. You know, you, you find a way to bring life back to incidents that you've learned from. That's always good. It always, you know, keep learning that, that constant Kaizen, that improvement. That's that, good. That's a, a DevOps principle as well. See, we are talking about DevOps. <laughs> so speaking of... of of, of that kind of stuff. So I had uh, my credit card number stolen and I just figured out today how, because I got a letter from the Warner music group telling me that they had a data breach. So about, eh, we're going on four weeks now. I got a random charge come through on my phone for my American express, which is what I use for almost all of my, well, I use it for all my work expenses. So, and even when I buy things online, I'll do that, even reimburse the company because there's American Express is a, definitely a customer focused company. And so I've never had trouble. And so I use that for all my online stuff. And it was really weird to have it come up. And I was going, this is odd. And it wasn't, you know, the thing about it, it wasn't a big amount, but it was, a, I just knew it wasn't mine. So I called them, they took it, and they had to, they issued me a whole new card number and everything. But I'm like, how did that happen? I wonder what it was. And I, you know, I have monthly recurring charges with Microsoft and with my host or with Cloudflare, with some, you know, some regular stuff. And I started thinking, but none of them have it. And then to have this show up, and you may be wondering, well, why Warner Music? Well, because it turns out a band that I really like, Hailstorm, has a web store, and I bought a shirt, 
as well as a face mask from their site. And there you go. So uh, unfortunately, Warner Music Group doesn't tell you all the subsites like where because you know I'm sure people get it like, well, what did I do with Warner Music? So it took a little thinking and then figured it out and it, it all made sense. Um, but yeah, it's just you know it really bothers me. You know, hearing what happened to Emma, it just why do there have to be so many buttheads out there? I just really, ah, uh, I agree, drives me nuts. Interestingly enough, most of my our listeners, well, your listeners too, our listeners, know that um, I suffered a data breach several months ago and had to, to, you know, reset lots of different things. Well, I'm still finding every once in a while um, services that I use that apparently still have a, a compromised password. Interestingly enough, one of those services is actually checking that for you. So I got an email today from one of the services that I use saying that, hey, we think your user ID and password that you use for our site has been compromised, not on our site, but at another site. So therefore, we have reset your password and here's what you do to go fix it. And I thought, you know, that was A, pretty interesting, B, I appreciated it, and C, a really good idea. Well, you're aware of Troy Hunt's Have I Been Pwned site, right? Yes, I am. So he has a service that lets you type in a password and lets you know if it's shown up in any breaches. And it turns out there's an API that you can integrate with your own apps. And the password manager is like 1Password and LastPass, et cetera, if it's integrated with that too. So I'm not surprised to hear it. My guess is they're probably using Troy's service. But even if they're not, the fact that they did that is is really excellent. I agree. So I haven't been active much on Twitter lately, mostly because I, I, I don't really know why. Part of it is I haven't figured out, even with the lists, and you and I have talked about using lists to try to, to, try to read and, 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 and organize things. And, but even doing that, I, I've been, been reading, but I haven't really been posting. But one of the things I've been noticing lately is a hashtag called 100 Days of Code. And I have no, and I, have you heard about this hashtag? Because I really don't have, it looks like people are basically doing 100 days of learning. And, you know, they're, they're every day they're saying, you know, this is what I did today. But I didn't know if you had learned, had seen that, or heard of it, or knew anything. Because I, I, that's all I really know is what I've kind of just seen on Twitter. So this is a new hashtag for me. As you know, you run into there's different ones that show up in the community. For example, September is serverless September, and this is where you'll find lots of postings um, and blog posts related to using Azure Functions, which is serverless. But I did not know about the 100 Days of Code. I just so is the hashtag website. 100, for 100 Days? 100daysofcode.com. Put it in the show notes. Well, look at that. This is live, live research, people, while we're recording the podcast. Live research. Well, you know what's funny about that is, so one of the podcasts that I first started listening to was one called uh, ATP.FM, or the Accidental Tech Podcast. And they they have a jingle, uh, and in the jingle they actually say, "John didn't do any research because Marco and Casey wouldn't let him." 
So that's kind of the ongoing joke is, do you need to do research for your podcast or not? Oh, dude, this is really cool. It's a, it's a challenge kind of thing where they're challenging people to get better at coding over 100 days. And there's some, some rules. Code for a minimum of an hour every day for the next 100 days. Tweet your progress every day. Publicly commit to the challenge. Can you add that to your commitment list, Mickey, or are you going to explode if you do? Okay, so funny enough, <laughs> funny enough. Let me let me hold on. Let me pull up my you email. You almost, you almost, almost uh, let something fly there. <laughs> funny enough. Um. Uh, so I, as, at, so I can't necessarily commit to it as much as I'd like to, because as you know, I've got other things going on, like my audiobooks, Which, by the way, I had an a a, a brand new author that I had not even heard of reach out to me and ask me to audition for a couple of her books. So if I score those books, I'm now up to five books I need to record. But funny enough, I decided that I wanted to learn, like, honestly, JavaScript, Node.js kind of programming stuff. Because, I mean, I can hack my way through .NET Core and C Sharp and all that. And Meg was wanting to learn something new programming as well. So we actually both signed up for Twilio Quest. So, do you know what Twilio Quest is? You've probably seen them if you've gone to a conference. Like, you've seen well, the I know Twilio. who Twilio is, and I use their service. Right. For one of my apps. Okay. So, um, Twilio Quest, let me find the link, um, is basically a you are going to make a computer game. And you can do it in multiple different languages. And I put the link in the show notes. And essentially... You're, 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 it's almost like a role-playing game. You've got this little robot guide that's going to guide you through and you're going to write code and build this game and fight monsters and, or it's a space, well, fight aliens and you can do it on Windows, Mac or Linux and you can use multiple different languages. So I, I thought, hey, maybe this will get me going as far as, as wanting to get better at programming again. So I'm going to give this a, I installed it over the weekend, so I'm going to give this a shot starting probably next weekend and see what I can can come up with. So I have to report back on my weekly Twilio quest. It's an educational video game designed to teach developers how to change the world with code. Prepares you for real-world programming by helping you configure a local development environment and using professional tools. From your terminal, learn how to code Python, JavaScript, or PHP. And you're going to do the JavaScript version, is that correct? Yes. And I have a reason. Look at look at how I'm just leading this conversation everywhere. I have a reason for wanting to learn JavaScript better and Node.js better. Would you like to know what that reason is? I would, because I'm waiting with bated breath. That reason is I want to update some of my talks. In case, you know, I get to start delivering talks somewhere. And specifically the talk I have in mind that I want to update is my, the talk that I've given before, which is my feature flag talk. Because my feature flag talk, all of my examples are full.net MVC. And I've had multiple people come up to me and say, that's great, but do you have any examples that are Node.js JavaScript? So I want to 
get a better understanding of JavaScript slash Node.js so then I can figure out how to do feature flags, which I'm sure is not going to be that much different, but you know, it's going to be a little different. So that, and then I'll feel like I'm a real developer and all of these 20-somethings that I'm talking to in my day job, um, I'll have a better understanding of what they're talking about. Okay, well, that's a worthwhile endeavor. Wow. And where did that conversation start from? Oh, 100 days of code. <laughs> yeah. So let's Your turn see. to talk, what Brian. A... Well, so I was going to say, so I think I mentioned last week that uh, next month I am doing a two-day workshop on DevOps with GitHub and building serverless applications. And my primary language of choice there is C-sharp, but... I could do it in JavaScript, so I may even now have to throw in some JavaScript just to be like Mickey. But the thing I want to bring up about that is that it is serverless September, which means there's going to be lots of great articles on doing serverless with Azure Functions. JavaScript being a language you can use to build your functions in, C Sharp, even PowerShell and uh, Python. So uh, if you look for the serverless September hashtag on Twitter, you'll be able to find stuff or... You can just do a bit of uh, search engine uh, magic and you will find uh, some great articles. And I'll include a couple of links in the show notes. But yeah, so serverless. Uh, September's going to be lots of serverless, lots of GitHub. Oh, and speaking of GitHub, little hug ops out to the GitHub team. They had a little issue this morning, but it's been all resolved. It's been The good news is it was green all day when I needed it to be green. So I didn't have any issues by the time I got online. Well, that's all that matters. As long as as GitHub's making sure it's up for you, then, you know. Hey, they're givers. Um, And if you ever want to know how GitHub's doing or if there's an issue, just go to www.githubstatus.com. And, of course, we'll include that in the show notes. But that's about all I got. You know, the weekend, really, I, I took a lot of the weekend off. We did. It was a fiesta of eating and movie watching with a sprinkle of I did do some work yesterday and the worst part is I'm still working on some accounting and I really detest accounting. Mm. Well, I've got one more thing I'd like to bring up, which is something we've talked about before but that has now officially launched and that is the GitHub Stars program. We mentioned this back in in August and it was kind of a soft launch back then, but now it has officially launched. It's it's a way to recognize people um, you know, the, the developers, the people that are working, you know, doing stuff on GitHub that are just going above and beyond and just, you know, are the stars. So we'll include a link in the show notes to the blog post, but the blog post outlines kind of what a little bit around criteria of what it takes to be a star. Some of the people that have been that have been nominated and have become stars talks about the rewards that you get to be a star, which the key feature one of the big rewards there is kind of the same reward you got as being a Microsoft MVP, which is, you know, early access to features, you know, being able to talk to um, GitHub teams under NDA, that kind of stuff. If you want to nominate someone or learn more about the people that have already become stars, hit that blog post and there's a link where you can nominate them and a link where you can see, um, learn more about the stars themselves. That's really cool. I'm glad that they went public with that. So, Brian, what can't you let go of? Oh, gosh. 
a lot of stuff, music, movies, family, but nothing in particular just is jumping out. Uh, no, nothing in particular, just uh, life. So for me, so on Friday, did you purchase Mulan? So no, we did not purchase it on Friday. Friday was Jurassic Park 3, followed by Saturday, which was Harry Potter 3, The Prisoner of Azkaban. Sunday, we took off because we, Julie and I got up really early, like 5.30 a.m., and she went off and uh, did some workout with a friend, and I don't know, I just got up and did a bunch of work around the house. But by the time it came for movie night on Sunday, it didn't happen. I was in bed early by nine o'clock. So we ended up watching Mulan yesterday afternoon. So we did purchase it on Monday and it received thumbs up from the family. So it was a worthwhile investment. So I will be honest. Mulan is the animated one is Meg's favorite movie ever. I have never seen the animated movie. Interestingly enough, out of all the Disney movies I have seen, and as much as I love, um, you know, Asian culture, I have not seen it. So I need to watch that. But I did go ahead and purchase the live action one so that Meg could watch it and other people could watch it. And I have not watched it yet, but I'm hoping maybe to watch it this week. I saw where there was a lot of backlash over Disney doing this though because then people are scared that if it becomes a big hit other streaming companies are going to do this for some of their major hits to say hey if you want early access you pay extra money yeah you know I understand people are frustrated about that we did just this the math we would have most likely gone and seen it in a theater pre-covid and so for five of us, because there's myself, my wife, two children, and then my mother-in-law who lives with us, you just do the math. That's at least 50 bucks, right? If not more. And that's what I did. Because if I had taken Meg and Emma to see it, I would have spent 30, 30 plus dollars just on tickets. So it was worth it for, for early access. And, and that's the point. Disney is going to release it in December. So if you wanted to wait, you're not waiting that long. It's not like they're making you wait an extra year. Um, so I didn't see it as that big a deal. And I think in light of what's going on with COVID, I'd rather them release it than keep holding. Like I wish they would release Black Widow. I would abs- absolutely pay to watch Black Widow. Now I enjoy what really got me back into the movie theater was the recliners and the adult food and beverage at the theater. And the theaters really started up in their game. That's what got us back in the movie theater. And so I do enjoy, I mean, I've got thankfully a nice TV I've got surround sound uh, when we want it and stuff. And, you know, I can watch things at home. And there's times I prefer to do it at home, but I like going out to the movie. We like going to dinner. It's a, it's a family event. So for them to do it, um, I didn't mind this so much. Now, it's funny you talk about backlash. There's also backlash, I guess, around the movie. And it's not that I don't care, but I think everybody to a certain degree, you only have so much to give as to what you're going to be emotionally invested in. Is the world, honestly, at times the world is so horrible. I just want to curl up in a ball and suck my thumb and just, you know, you know, make it all go away. And as an adult, I don't get to do that, right? I have to get up and work every day and do my job and be the parent. 
So I understand there's people and, you know, don't at me, don't hate me because I bought it. Um, but, you know, the world is unfortunately very complicated. And uh, all I want all I can say is that I thought the movie was beautiful. It was different than the animated one in the right ways. And what I, I think probably the biggest thing I appreciate, and this is just no giveaways, but probably the biggest thing is it wasn't a three hour event. It didn't have this drawn out. They could have drawn it out. And it was right around two hours and it was good. It, it, you know, and even though you kind of knew what was going to happen, the way they did it, it was great. So I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I could have waited, but my daughter and my wife said, yeah, let's do it. And I said, okay, no problem. Sweet. I, I will try to get it watched this week. Well, I have two things that I can't let go of. First thing is I've gotten back into Minecraft with my girls. Obviously, we're all remote, but we've started a a brand new what's called a Realm, which is an online Minecraft server that Minecraft takes care of running. So I don't have to run it. I just pay my money and can connect into it. But we're doing this while also having a family Discord channel. So we're able to to chat or talk while we play. So it's because the way we used to play this during the summers when they were out of school is basically we all sat at the dining room table. And I have fond memories of, of when they were much younger of where we would, for the entire summer, we'd sit at the dining room table, you know, till midnight every night playing Minecraft. And so now we can do that again with the realm. And we decided we had a world that we were kind of working in, but we decided to blow that one away and just start fresh. So we have just started completely fresh and... I'm very excited about that. So my current Minecraft update for this week is we're just getting started. So hopefully I'll have an update for you next week on my Minecraft. So um, are you all using the PC then to play this or are any of them using like iPads or Xbox or anything? So we are all using PCs, but Meg also has it on her Kindle or, or, or her Fire Kindle Fire tablet or whatever. And so she could play it on that if she wanted to. Um, because we're not using the only ones that the only Minecrafts that can't connect to our realm are the Java based version of Minecraft because it um for some reason it can't. But right now we're all playing on the Windows the Windows 10 version, basically, that you get through those stores. Oh, so see that's interesting because Brent the boy is using the just one of the PC ones. He wants to use the Java. He wants to use the, all the plugins. So it's kind of, I think the inverse, right? The, you can do just about anything with the Java version. And that's the downside to it. Cause there can be all the nasties and everything else. So that's the reason I ask is because the kids will play on their Xboxes. So that's interesting to know. And I haven't tried it on the Xbox if I'm honest. But since you brought it up, the other thing I can't let go of is they announced either yesterday to, or today that there are two new Xboxes coming, the Xbox One X and the Xbox One S. They announced pricing. So the Xbox One S, which is the, the slower one, is going to be $299. And the Xbox One X, which is the, the regular high-powered one, is going to be $499. And drum hold roll. on, hold on, hold on. You're you, you know, my OCD knows no bounds, 
So it's the Xbox Series S and the Xbox Series, okay, Series X. Fine. So the Xbox Series S is going to be two ninety nine. The Xbox Series X is going to be four ninety nine, and they ship on November tenth. Now, is anyone taking pre orders yet? I haven't seen any pre order. No, pages. this just came out yesterday. So I doubt pre-orders are, are available yet, but I will be pre-ordering as soon as I possibly can. So what happened was the rumors kicked off yesterday. It was only official today. Ah, uh, okay. The podcast I was listening to, um, from the official Xbox podcast that I was from IGN that I was listening to this morning that was taped yesterday said was giving me all these numbers. Well, they may have had early access, but the official, you know, to, so they can have it available for this morning. As you know, we often get early access to info and it's embargoed until a particular time. And even though Halo is not going to be available till who knows when in 2021, which means I'm really not sure what game I'm buying this for, I'm going to buy it because I have Game Pass. So it really, I can then take all of my Xbox One and my Xbox 360 games that are on Game Pass and download those and play those. Now, are you going to get an S or are you going to get an X? Oh, I'm going to get an X. I, I see no reason to get an S when it, I think it's going to be worth the extra $200 for the extra power and space and whatnot. Well, and then I guess there's an issue related to 4K. Are you going to get a 4K TV? Do you have a 4K TV to game on? No, I do not have a 4K TV. So that's another reason. That's one of the big differences is that you'll be able to play games in 4K the new games at 4K with the X, but not the S. The reason I was correcting you is just because today there is an Xbox One S. Yes, you are correct. I was I was using incorrect terminology. You were perfectly, that was perfectly okay for your OCD to kick in at that point. It wasn't even really your OCD. It was really more the Mickey, you're saying crap wrong. Well, okay, that's that. All right, Mickey, where can people find you? Uh, I don't know. Let me go find a previous show notes that has all of my information. So I know what to say, like, cause it sounds like, so we can say it every time. So, Hey, you can find me at my website at mickeygoose.com or on Twitter at Mickey underscore goose. Or you can send me an email at Mickey goose at github.com. Or you can even find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash Mickey goose, where I have not added any YouTube videos lately, but my number of views continues to go up. Interesting. That's amazing. What about you, Brian? Where can people find you? I am Brian R at mcwtech.com, at Brian Randall on Twitter. Blog.brianrandall.com is my blog. And my YouTube channel, you can find it, but right now there's nothing there for you to watch. So no worth, no point in going there. And of course, you can find everything about the show and all our past episodes at devops.fm. And if you want to talk to us just about the show, email the show at devops.fm. As always, thanks for listening. Be good humans. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. So, Brian, do you think they'll realize that we just pulled this show out of thin air while we were talking? Yes. Do you think they'll care? If they've listened this far, no. They must. They just must really like listening to us jibber jabber and are pulling. They're they're hoping to find some link or some piece of value out of the show um, I, I actually, to make it worthwhile. I think it turned out okay.
I was pleasantly surprised because I wasn't sure where it was going to go during the first few minutes of the show. I think once again, it's, it'll be a show that will not live in infamy, but it'll, it's, it's all about building that muscle. Dear listeners, we're trying, but what, what if it turns out to be one of our highest rated shows? Oh, I'm going to promote the heck out of it over the next week. Just to, just to do it, just to see if I can get the views up. Oh, and on that note, good night, everybody, for real. Bye. Bye, everybody.